Welcome to Full Rigor, a Florida true crime podcast. I'm your host, Karen Curtis. Well, during a briefing, after surveying the damage on Pine Island on the west coast of Florida after Hurricane Ian this year, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said that Floridians could use the state's stand-your-ground law if they encountered looters on their property. You know, we've been very clear that in situations like this, we're not going to let bad actors exploit them. Uh, That means law and order will be enforced. That means individual Floridians' right to defend themselves and their homes will be honored. Well, it's not that easy. And before you move to Florida and buy a gun, there's some things you should know. It's not the Wild West here. In 2005, the Florida legislature made changes to Florida's self-defense laws, adopting the Stand Your Ground law, which allows individuals to use deadly force if they reasonably believe that such force is necessary to prevent imminent death or great bodily harm to themselves or another. Additionally, the law authorizes deadly force to prevent the imminent commission of a forcible felony. Unlike in other states, Florida does not require individuals to retreat to a place of safety instead of using deadly force. That's the castle doctrine. In order to claim that you're standing your ground when you use deadly force in Florida, you need to prove that you reasonably believe that deadly force was necessary to prevent imminent death or great bodily harm to yourself or another or to prevent the imminent commission of a forcible felony or that you had reasonable belief you needed to use force to defend your dwelling, residence, or vehicle. If a defendant has been charged with a violent crime and can prove that either of those factors apply to their case, then they are immune from prosecution for that offense. Unlike Florida, some states use what is known as the Castle Doctrine to determine whether deadly force is justified. Now, under the Castle Doctrine, individuals have a duty to retreat instead of using deadly force in a public space. The duty to retreat does not apply if the individual is in their home or workplace. No such duty applies in Florida. The Stand Your Ground law doesn't apply in certain situations. According to the statute, it doesn't apply if the individual attempting to defend him or herself is committing a crime. And, for example, an armed robber cannot shoot someone during a robbery and then claim they were defending themselves. But they do try that. Additionally, Florida's Stand Your Ground law doesn't apply when deadly force is used against a law enforcement officer acting in the performance of their official duties. Furthermore, you cannot use the Stand Your Ground law to justify the use of deadly force if you intentionally provoked the other party. And if the other party attempted to withdraw from the confrontation, use of force under the Stand Your Ground law is not justified if they're retreating. Criminal defendants can only claim self-defense under the Stand Your Ground law if force was used in a place the defendant was legally allowed to be. In other words... If you're legally allowed to be somewhere and you feel threatened, then you're allowed to use deadly force. There have been several cases in which the stand your ground defense was used. One involved loud music at a gas station. Michael Dunn was convicted of murder for fatally shooting a teenager during a November 2012 argument that was sparked by loud rap music that was coming out of their van at a Jacksonville gas station. The South Patrick Shores software developer was sentenced to life in prison without parole for killing 17-year-old Jordan Davis, 
Prosecutors said that Dunn fired 10 shots at a red Dodge Durango carrying Davis and three other black teens during a Black Friday parking lot dispute over the teens' booming music. Well, Dunn's lawyers appealed his convictions for first-degree murder and three counts of attempted second-degree murder. They argued that prosecutors failed to present substantial evidence disproving Dunn's testimony that he feared for his life and acted in self-defense. But in an opinion by a three-judge panel with the First District Court of Appeal, they denied that claim. However, George Zimmerman, a self-described neighborhood watchman, won his case in the shooting death of unarmed black teen Trayvon Martin in 2012. In that case, Zimmerman went free thanks in large part to Florida's Stand Your Ground law. So, in this episode of Full Rigor, was it a case of Stand Your Ground or a case of murder? I'm going to tell you about a Stand Your Ground case in Clearwater that sparked a nationwide debate over Florida's controversial Stand Your Ground law. In July of 2018, Michael Draca confronted Marquise McLaughlin's girlfriend, Brittany Jacobs, for parking in a handicapped space while McLaughlin went inside a convenience store with their five-year-old son. I didn't know who this strange, suspicious man was. So I wanted to push him away. I just wanted him to just leave me and my babies alone. Now, his girlfriend and the couple's two other children were outside sitting in the vehicle in the handicapped parking space, which is not a commission of a felony to be parked in a handicapped space when you're not handicapped. But Draca and Jacobs got into a heated argument, and that's when McLaughlin exited the convenience store and saw the argument, you know, some guy, some white dudes arguing with his girlfriend with the two kids in the car, and he shoved Draca to the ground, which is assault. Hey, in Florida, you know, don't start a beef with anybody, especially a stranger in a parking lot or on a roadway, because chances are that person is carrying a weapon, is packing. Just assume that there's a weapon. Also, apparently, Draca said during a video recorded interview with the Pinellas County Sheriff's detectives five hours after the shooting that illegal parking in handicapped spots is his pet peeve. So he would frequently walk around cars and take photos and he used an expletive to say that he was just trying to mess with the drivers. Well, security video recorded McLaughlin leaving the store and shoving Draca to the ground. So yes, that happened. And Draca was on his butt facing McLaughlin, according to this surveillance video. Seconds later, Draca pulled out a handgun, which... He was legally licensed and permitted to carry as a concealed weapon. And he shot 28-year-old McLaughlin as he backed away. In his interview with police after the shooting, Draca claimed that he pulled the trigger as McLaughlin stepped toward him after pushing him to the ground. Well, the way I was able to draw, I couldn't even, I couldn't level it with one hand. So I had to eventually try to bring my left around for support. So, Michael Draca, the shooter, was initially not arrested because of the state's controversial Stand Your Ground law. The Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Galtieri, he was named Sheriff of the Year, by the way, by the National Sheriff's Association, refused to prosecute, saying Draca was protected by Florida's controversial Stand Your Ground law. He had to shoot to defend himself. Draca argued that he was just acting in self-defense, but the whole thing 
was caught on surveillance video, and that's what did him in. From the Clearwater convenience store, which contradicted Drake's account of the event. Oh, we're stepping towards me. I, mean, I, I didn't say a word. Well, it was already out. Okay, what do you do? Fire him. How many times you fire him? One time, sir. Well, after outrage, Draca was finally charged with manslaughter and gave a jailhouse interview after being locked up. It felt like I was tackled or someone hit me from behind. Now, there's no question that 49-year-old Michael Draca shot and killed 28-year-old Marquise McLaughlin. The question was, would Draca be protected by Florida Stand Your Ground law? And their surveillance video shows McLaughlin, an unarmed black man, pushed Draca, who is white, to the ground. Marquise's father, Michael, says that Draca pulled a gun. Marquise was taking a couple steps back. Mr. Draca had four seconds to think about it. He did not have to pull that trigger. But the video shows Draca did pull the trigger on his 40 caliber handgun, killing Marquise as the victim was retreating, stepping back. Enter high-powered civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump. Equal justice under law is possible in America when a white person kills an unarmed black man and then claims the protection of the racist stand-your-ground law to vindicate them. You might recall that Crump represented the family of 17-year-old Trayvon Martin, who was killed by George Zimmerman. Zimmerman was acquitted thanks to the stand-your-ground law. So fast forward seven years in 2019, Crump represented the family of 28-year-old Marquise McLaughlin, also an unarmed black man shot by a white man outside a Clearwater convenience store. Now, at the time of the shooting, there was seemingly enough evidence in the case to charge Draco with a crime, but because of the way the Florida Stand Your Ground law is written, prosecuting Michael Draco in this case was thought to be an uphill battle. Did Draco reasonably believe that deadly force was necessary to prevent imminent death or great bodily harm to himself or another or to prevent the imminent commission of a forcible felony? He had already been shoved. He was lying on the ground. He did not know if McLaughlin was armed. So Draco goes to trial for manslaughter in October of 2019. Prosecutors said surveillance video from the Clearwater convenience store shows McLaughlin, who was unarmed, actually stepped back. Draca's attorneys said in closing arguments that McLaughlin caused his own death by shoving the defendant, who was put in a vulnerable position on the ground and fired his gun to protect himself. After more than five hours, a six-member panel of five men and one woman sent out a note saying that they were confused by the state's self-defense law, and the circuit judge, Joseph Ballone, reread it for them. The lengthy statute generally said that Draca could shoot McLaughlin if a reasonable person under those circumstances would believe that they're in danger of death or great bodily harm. But it also said that the shooter could not have instigated the altercation. Police testified that Draca pulled out the gun in the argument over the parking space and McLaughlin paused and even took a few steps back when Draca opened fire, shooting him in the chest. That pause was the moment that juror Keith Bowie says sealed Draca's fate. There was a pause between the, the point where he realized he had hit the ground and pulled his weapon uh, between that and when he fired. And, and I think that uh, gave him a chance to not, not kill him. So, the trial lasted three days, with the jury deliberating fewer than eight hours. Here's their decision. State of Florida versus Michael Draca, case number 1809851CF, as to the charge of manslaughter. We, the jury, find as follows as to the defendant in this case. 
the defendant is guilty of manslaughter as charged. If and only if you find the defendant guilty of manslaughter, then please further find if the state has proven this fact beyond a reasonable doubt. The defendant carried, displayed, used, threatened to use, or attempted to use a firearm during the commission of the crime. Yes. So say we all, Timothy J. Kleinman, four-person of the jury, dated this day, August 23, 2019. And as that was being read, Draca showed no reaction, not even an eyelid flutter as the verdict was read. The jury found that the defendant's actions were not excusable and they were not justified. So that's the circuit judge, Joseph Bologna, Bologna, it's B-U-L-O-N-E, said that the jury made it clear that the defense's claim of Draca using the stand your ground law didn't apply there. And the judge says he did not sense that Draca regretted killing McLaughlin. I'm not really sure that I heard any remorse in this case. What I've heard is that the defendant felt that he was justified in doing what he did. Draca told jurors that when McLaughlin came out of the store, he shoved him to the ground, which prompted Draca to pull his weapon. But security video showed that McLaughlin took a step back before he was shot, and the judge sentenced Draca to two decades behind bars because he found that the stand-your-ground law did not apply. By the way, the mandatory minimum for manslaughter in Florida is nine and a quarter years. Mr. Draca, I'm going to uh, fine you guilty. I'm going to adjudicate you guilty. I'm going to sentence you to 20 years in the Department of Corrections with all credit for time served. At this point in my life, I'm not there yet. And uh, if the Lord just so happened to choose to take me before I get to that point, I guess me and Michael Draca have to finish that in hell. The McLaughlin family was relieved that Draco was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Attorney Benjamin Crump says that Marquise McLaughlin's family will be able to get some closure. Brittany Jacobs can tell her four babies that the killer of their father did not get away with murder. Yeah, he was shot and killed right in front of those children. And in 2021, an appeals court upheld Michael Drake's conviction and 20-year prison sentence for manslaughter in the death of Marquise McLaughlin. By the way, after about four months in prison, Michael Drake was transferred to protective custody after his attorney said he was attacked. The Florida Department of Corrections said Draco was involved in an isolated incident with another inmate at the Lancaster Correctional Institute in Trenton, Florida. According to the DOC, the security staff brought the situation under control and Draco was examined by medical staff. They did not go into the extent of his injuries. Now, I personally choose not to have a gun, even though it's the norm in Florida. Say I do own a gun and I have it by my bed in case someone breaks in and tries to assault me. In fact, my ex-husband did have a gun when we were married and he told me to fire a warning shot through the heart and then ask, who is it? Well, my fear is that the intruder will somehow get my gun and use it against me or that I'll be charged with murder and will have to spend a half million dollars in legal fees defending myself. These are just my concerns. I do have a French rolling pin beside my bed and a pair of scissors, just so you know. Well, that wraps up this episode of Full Rigor. Thanks for listening. Go to my Instagram page, Full Rigor Podcast. I've posted the surveillance video there of what went down. You decide for yourself. For listening. Until next time.